Good morning and welcome to the Jeff Gregory Podcast. Uh, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning, a little chilly, but it's going to warm up today and then the rains come in. Last day of school this week before Thanksgiving break. Uh, looking forward to whatever we decide to do. Planned on going to see Christy's sister, but, you know, just kind of depends on what's going on. Uh, I think one of her children is sick and make sure that they're okay. But, moving forward, today I'm going to talk about my top tens. Everybody has a lot of top tens and, you know, different categories. and So I'm just going to name off some of my top tens and kind of discuss a couple of them that I really enjoy and things like that. Start with wrestling. You know, wrestling's a big part of my life. Like, I grew up watching wrestling when I was a kid. My grandfather was a professional wrestler back in the day and got several pictures of him in my office. But top 10 wrestlers of all time for me. Number one, the Macho Man Randy Savage. The Macho Man was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. He was very flamboyant, um, kind of an undersized guy, but yet you didn't realize it until you, I got older. I thought, man, Macho Man is just a big, strong, you know, high flyer. Like he had that giant, that elbow drop off the top ropes. You know, I mean, it seemed like he just flew through the air. You know, his charisma, uh, his mic skills were hilarious. You know, the cream rises to the top. I mean, the Macho Man, Miss Elizabeth, you know, the mega powers, the mega maniacs, you know, all that good stuff right there. Like, so when I was a kid, it was just the Macho Man. Sorry, that's me using my horn because, you know, here in the small town of White House, a lot of folks just like to pull out in front of you in the mornings. But anyways, back to my top ten. I love the Macho Man. He was one of my favorites. You know, if you haven't ever done the Macho Man voice, we can't be friends. Because you hadn't said, ooh, yeah, or dig it, you know, or something like that. We just can't be friends. So the number one all-time for me is the Macho Man. Number two, I know a lot of people will probably give me a little flack for this. John Cena. I mean, the guy has been the face that ran the place for... You know, post-Attitude Era, all the way up to a couple years ago uh, when he became kind of a part-time wrestler. Uh, John Cena's always been one of my favorites. Um, great with the mic. You know, he always has funny comebacks. Actually, a really good wrestler. You know, he can wrestle power wrestling like we did with Batista and things like that. Or he can do technical wrestling, too, you know, with Randy Orton, um, things like that. John Cena is, you know, the make-a-wish king. He's one of those guys that... You know, has that impacted so many children's lives that, you know, with the Make-A-Wish program, I mean, he puts his heart into the into the business, into others. I mean, super class, that guy. I mean, if it wasn't for the Macho Man, he'd be my number one. But like I said, when I was a kid, the Macho Man was my number one. So, you know, shouts out to John Cena. The guy's phenomenal. Uh, number three on my list, I mean, this guy, when I was a, when I was a kid, he was always one of my favorites. Uh, he was he was charismatic. He reminded me of my dad. Um, you know, he could just kind of do anything he wanted to. And that's Rowdy Roddy Piper. You know, Rowdy Roddy Piper, he didn't care who you were. He didn't care what you were. And he would stand toe-to-toe with anybody, whether it was Hulk Hogan, Paul Orndorff, Mr. T, anybody. You know, Rowdy Piper, he'd smack you in your mouth. He had Piper's Pit. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal character. Come out with the kilt and the bagpipes. You know, rest in peace, Roddy Piper. You're, you're definitely one of my top, you know, three wrestlers of all time. Loved him to death. Number four, 
Um, this guy could have been higher, but I just kind of ranked him at number four is, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock overall, you know, the mic skills, the charisma, the ability to wrestle with anybody, um, fan favorite from, you know, the corporation to the people's champion. You know, he's just one of those guys. I mean, started off with that goofy character, the Rocky Maivia, which, you know, I thought was pretty cool as a kid, you know, coming out and dancing in Samoan get up and, but at the same time transitioning into, you know, probably one of the top, you know, in most people's eyes, wrestlers of all time, just based on the aspects of, you know, his ability to wrestle and, you know, his ability to carry matches and, you know, mic skills. That means a lot to have good mic skills. If you can't talk in the business, it's hard to go far unless you have a Paul Heyman, you know, because if Brock Lesnar had to do all the talking, you know, Brock Lesnar's character would be, be horrendous. And don't worry, Brock Lesnar's not in my top ten. Uh, number five. Moving on, number five is The Undertaker. This guy has been a legend in wrestling for many, many moons. You know, he's one of those guys that even now when the music hits and the bells toll, I get really excited because I love The Undertaker. You know, I like the transition of the characters. Um, he's one of those guys that, you know, in his, in his prime, you know, he ran the locker room. The kangaroo court and kind of things like that. Stuff went through The Undertaker. Vincent had to handle all that stuff. Um, you know, not a great speaker on the mic, but didn't have to be. I mean, your character's scary as crap, so why not? Why not just roll with it? So number five for me is The Undertaker. Uh, number six, this one, this is where number six through ten kind of get a little bit iffy. I might have a couple of that you wouldn't even think about. But number six for me is Kane. You know, you can't have Undertaker without Kane. Kane's been a guy that, you know, he's transitioned into many characters from the masked Kane that couldn't talk to the Kane that could talk to the Kane that was in love with China to the Kane that, you know, lost his mask and then could talk and then to the corporate Kane. And now you got Mayor Kane. I mean, this guy's worn many, many uh, hats and, you know, he's a pretty solid wrestler, big, strong guy. Anytime you ever hear about strong wrestlers, you know, I, mean, I know what the big show talked about, like, if Kane picked you up, you know, you didn't worry about him botching it because, you know, the guy was just phenomenally powerful. Um, you know, hardcore wrestling, it was fun to watch uh, Kane with a hardcore belt. I mean, the poor guy only carried the WWE championship for one day, and then he lost it. So, the next night on Raw, I mean, give the guy a belt back just for a little while. I mean, come on, Vince, you're better than that. I don't care which belt it is. But Kane has always been... One of my favorites, you know, when I was a kid, me and my sister would wrestle in the pool, you know, and I'd always be Kane so I could choke slam her into the water, you know, or whatever. Even my nephews, like me and Carson are wrestling in the pool last summer and I was doing wrestling moves on him and, you know, the choke slam or the tombstone off the you know side of the pool. I mean, it's fun stuff because you get to think about the characters that you, you grew up loving and the big red machine. Yeah, you're, number, you're my number six. Number seven, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know a lot of people have him in their top three, but, you know, I think just because the career was so short uh, with the neck injuries and the knee injuries, you know, I just, Stone Cold, he was fun to watch because everybody wanted to see him beat up the boss because, you know, deep down inside, every now and then you'd like to slap your boss around. So, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, you're my number, you're, you're my number seven. Um, great guy. I mean, I like to watch, listen to his podcast and, I like to watch, I used to watch watching the Broken Skull Ranch stuff, and, you know, he, he's just a very intelligent man, uh, knows a lot about the business, so that's that's my 
my next one. Uh, number eight for me, um, I'd have to say Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, I know I'm going back deep into the Legends era, but, you know, Hacksaw was one of my favorites growing up. Um, you know, coming out with the 2 by 4 or the American flag and always got down in the three-point stance. You know, as a kid playing football, watching Hacksaw knock somebody down in the three-point stance. I think the most memorable match for me in Hacksaw was when he restarted the Yokozuna match several times, you know, because no one had knocked Yokozuna off his feet. And so he restarted the match and then got in the three-point stance and, you know, ran into Yokozuna and didn't knock him down. Well, he called for the bell to restart the match again. I think it was three times he did it, and he finally knocked Yokozuna off his feet, you know, and he always had that legendary, oh, you know, I think, you know, I just love the Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, definitely one of my favorites growing up. So, you know, he is what he is. I mean, he's a great guy. You know, just one of my favorites. Uh, number nine, I'm going to have to say Randy Orton. You know, I know Randy Orton's had a lot of, you know, criticism, you know, throughout his career. But, um, I mean, the guy can wrestle. I mean, he's one of those guys that can wrestle with anybody. And in my opinion, he has probably the best finishing move. Uh, because you can finish a match as soon as it starts, you know, with the RKO. Uh, it's kind of like the stunner, so you don't have to do anything extra or the diamond cutter. You just snatch him by the neck and slam him to the floor. I mean, you know, Randy Orton is one of those guys that he could play the uh, the babyface role. He could play the villain role. He was with Legacy. Uh, I mean, I hated the Legacy group, uh, you know, because you had Cody Rhodes. I mean, he's just one of those things. But now that Cody Rhodes is uh, AEW, he's rocking it but I mean it is what it is and then you know it's off the field stuff you know with whatever happened in the military and things like that I mean I know a lot of people give him you know, some flag for it but it is what it is he was a young guy when it happened and you know but I like Randy Orton a lot I mean big strong guy and yet he can wrestle with anybody and you know he is in my top 10 and then lastly my number 10 is Hulk Hogan uh yeah, I know that Hulk Hogan is kind of like one of those guys that you either love him or hate him. It's like, you know, the Jeff Gordon of NASCAR. You can't have a Hogan, you know, lukewarm love for him. You've got to love him or hate him. And I liked Hogan as a kid, but when I was a kid, seeing Hogan, you know, fuss around with Macho Man and things like that, I was a Macho Man guy. So, I mean, but Hogan, you know, definitely, you know, the guy that kind of just got the business big and going. I know that Andre, you know, was a fan favorite, but, you know, if there was no Hulk Hogan, I don't think there ever would have been a, you know, a really great WWF because the guy, you know, championed for like, what, three years or so, and, you know, people flocked to him and, you know, eat your vitamins, say your prayers, write Mean Gene, and, you know, that's just kind of what it was with the, with the Hulkster. So that's my top ten. I know your top tens may be different. Feel free to share them with me. I'm good with it. Um, with, you know, as far as wrestling goes, but those are, but wrestling is a big part of my life. You know, I still watch it, you know, frequently. I try to keep up on it. I have a big collection of wrestling toys and things like that. But, you know, I love talking about wrestling, uh, especially with kids at school. I know that, you know, our librarian, she's ordered a bunch of books in the last few years. And a lot of them have been wrestling books because, you know, building those relationships with my kids at school. You know, they love to talk about wrestling. You know, I have a lot of kids that tell me who their favorites are. Uh, from, in my school, a lot of my kids' favorites, you know, are like Seth Rollins, um, Rey Mysterio, you know, the Luchadors and things like that. 
So it's pretty cool to see the dynamics of wrestling and kids who they like and who their fan favorites are. You know, so but I'm going to do one more top ten. I don't want to keep this podcast too long because, you know, after a while you might lose your interest. I try to keep it under 20 minutes or so. So the next top tens are movies. You know, movies for me growing up, I had a lot of movies. I like to watch movies. don't really watch as many now. Um, I hate to say that because we just don't. You know, more it's more kid movies. Like, I think I've watched every Disney movie there ever was or is now just because, you know, my girls like it or, you know, Disney series like The Descendants and things like that. But my top ten movies, I'll run through those fairly quickly. Number one, all time, Gladiator. Um, Gladiators was, you know, was one of my favorite movies when it came out. You know, Russell Crowe did a phenomenal job. You know, Joaquin Phoenix played a great villain. Like, it, it was hard to stop. You know, thinking he was a villain in everything he was in for a while whenever uh, I first watched that series or that show. And I loved it. You know, the action was great. The storyline was phenomenal. You know, you cheered on, you know, Maximus. And finally, at the end, he gets his revenge. So, number one for me is Gladiator. Number two, um, I'd say Braveheart. You know, going back to the old school Mel Gibson. uh, Braveheart was a really cool movie uh, based on William Wallace. The legendary Scotsman. Um, this is a great movie. I've never seen it. It's about three and a half, four hours long. It takes a long time to watch it, but it's well worth it. Here's a lot of the Scottish history about the nobles and how their interactions were with the with the English. But I love Braveheart. Like it's on my. Um, I have it downloaded on my phone because if I'm ever just sitting around in traffic or something, I'm, I'll pop it in. Or if I'm at a you know a school and there ain't nothing else to do, I'll watch it then too. You know, just kind of pick up where I left off. Uh, my number three, remember the Titans? You know, I loved that movie. I, I was a, a junior when it came out in high school, and I remember a bunch of us guys went to go see it at church, and it was just fun to watch with them. And, you know, that's one movie that will make you cry. I mean, if you don't cry, then remember the Titans. You know, you're just, you're not human because, you know, it's, Bert here gets hit by the car, and then he dies at the end. I mean, it's like, man, this just breaks your heart. Uh, number four for me would have to be Gone in 60 Seconds. I love cars. You know, I love trucks. And Gone in 60 Seconds is definitely, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time. If it's on, I like to watch it. And Chrissy's yelling at me like, the girls don't need to see this or hear this, you know. So I have to, like, mute it or turn it off. But, you know, if that movie don't make you cry, something's wrong with you, too, especially if you're a guy. And you're probably thinking, why would I cry in Gone in 60 Seconds? When Eleanor gets crushed, man, like that part right there, that 67 Shelby GT500, you know, that's my favorite car. I mean, since I watched that movie, that's my favorite car. Like when I was a kid, though, you know, before that car, it was just the Shelby Cobra. But now, but after I watched that movie, you know, that was the car that I wanted was a 67 Shelby GT500 or a Shelby GT350, whatever. I, either one, I'll take either one. If you got one that you want to give to me, you know, I'll take it. But though, that's my number four on the list. Uh, number five uh, on my list would have to be <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. I know you're like, yeah, you fruitcake. I love Beauty and the Beast. Like when I was a kid, you know, that was one of the movies that I really liked. Uh, you know, I watched it many times as a kid. Could quote it front, frontwards to backwards. You know, every song on the track. You know, like my my girls laugh because I'll sing it. You know, it's just one of those things that. You know, Beauty and the Beast, you know, Gaston's a pretty cool character. The Beast's a pretty cool character. So, you know, that's definitely my number five because, you know, growing up, you know, you got to have a kid's movie in there. 
I mean, it is what it is. Number six for me would have to be Stand By Me. You know, you had a lot of, you know, young, big-name actors. Kiefer Sutherland, um, uh, River Phoenix, you know, those those guys. Uh, Corey Feldman, you know, that was one of the movies I grew up watching. I really liked it a lot. I mean, you, you know, you got a group of best friends that... You know, they're going to look for a dead body, and they all got their own demons, you know, whether it's, a, you know, a PSD, no alcoholic dad, or something like that, and, you know, the one, you know, one kid's, Corey, his, uh, his brother died, you know, and the family's just kind of taking it out on him, and things like that, and that's a great movie. If you've never seen it, I don't really recommend you watching it with your small children, but it's a movie that, you know, growing up, I loved, I could kind of relate to, and and even back in the day when I had MySpace, I always put where I was from was Castle Rock because I always said that was the coolest name of a town was Castle Rock. You know, if I ever retire somewhere, I'm going to retire where the town's name is, Castle Rock. Uh, my number seven, uh, this movie may surprise you, but my number seven, you know, all time is Terminator 2. Uh, it's one of those movies that, you know, a lot of people don't like sequels, but I believe that in the series of sequels, this movie, you know, is probably the best Terminator uh, because it's when you first see the Terminator as a good guy, you know, and, and you see the liquid metal Terminator and Schwarzenegger, man, he was a beast back in the day. So him coming out as a Terminator and, you know, I think my favorite line is whenever he walks into the bar and he's like, I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle, you know, I mean, it is what it is, you know, it's hasta la vista, baby, you know, so that movie right there is definitely... One of my favorites. I can watch it anytime it's on, uh, start to finish. Quote it. You know, I'm here to protect John Connor. You know, I mean, I just love it. So that's my number seven. Uh, my number eight. Uh, I'm gonna throw a biblical one in there, not on purpose. It actually is my in my top ten. Is the the Ten Commandments with Charles and Heston. You know, as a kid, you know, my grandmother, she didn't really care for it because you know it's not. 100% biblically, biblically accurate, so she didn't really care much for it when it was on TV, but me and my grandfather, anytime we got to watch it, you know, that was something we did, we watched it, and I loved it, um, I mean, I'd, I'd like for my daughters to watch it, because, you know, it's old school graphics, um, you know, it kind of gave you a great perception of how, you know, Moses was, and, you know, how, what God was doing for the, you know, the people of Israel, you know, so that's my number eight, I love that movie a lot, like I said. Uh, number nine, I just kind of really thought about it lately, um, and my daughter actually kind of likes it because they started studying it in school, is the Disney Davy Crockett with Fess Parker. Uh, that movie right there is, you know, one of my favorites. And I remember as a kid, I think we watched it several times, um, you know, because you always bought the TV in the classroom on the card, and I remember when we were studying Tennessee history, we watched it, and you know, it's a good series. It's not gory. It gives you a lot of cool things about Davy Crockett. Uh, you know, all the legends, you know, with the Indians and killing the bears, and grinning down with the bear, and, you know, and then Don at the Alamo and things like that. So that's one of my favorites. You know, that's my number nine. Um, and then I'd have to say my number 10, if I had to pick one, is Shutter Island. Shutter Island is an interesting movie because I played the Jekyll and Hyde with this movie. I pretend that sometimes when I'm watching it, that I'm actually, you know, the police officer version, you know, the marshal, 
or I pretend like I'm actually, you know, the patient that they're trying to rehabilitate and, you know, break, break the patterns down because I can watch it one way and see one thing or watch the other way and see the one thing. And that movie is one of my favorites. I mean, and it, and I love it because even though I've seen it probably 30 or 40 times, it still makes me jump, you know, especially like whenever he's in the, the military fort prison and the guy comes out of nowhere and tries to attack him and it just, like, I know it's coming, but I still, but I still jump and throw my popcorn or whatever. But, you know, like I said, if you've never seen that movie, it's really good. I have a lot of honorable mention, mentions, you know, like Ravenous and things like that. Uh, that's a good one. Um, got a lot of funny ones like Heavyweights. I could watch that movie over and over. That's a great Disney classic. You know, but there are many movies, but those are my top ten for today, uh, wrestling and movies. I uh, hope you have a good week. You know, try to lighten the mood. Enjoy time with your family. Uh, don't be a loner. You know, get some good food. Don't be on a diet. That's one thing I hate. Anytime I go somewhere, it's like, well, we're on a diet. No, don't do that crap. It's Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. Diet on Friday. You know, run yourself to death on Black Friday trying to get deals, you know. You know, do something like that. But don't diet on Thanksgiving. Don't diet on Christmas because nobody wants to be around you. But everybody have a blessed day. I'll close it out in prayer. Those are my top ten. And let's finish this out. Dear God, thank you for everything you've done for me. Uh, thank you for my family, my friends, uh, my church, my drive to work so I can do things like this. I can spend time in prayer. I thank you for a job where I can work, reach young people and change you know, lives and be the dad and mentor that a lot of folks need. I thank you for my girls and my wife. I thank you for my grandmother. Uh, I ask that you just be with my family and friends. Uh, be with everybody that's listening and all those who, many, 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 many that are not listening. Um, just let, you know, things make people happy and make you, uh, them see you and us and let us live a Christian life, God. And it's Christ's most holy name I pray. Amen. Have a great day. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll just be the last podcast I do for this week. Uh, if I don't, you don't hear from me, uh, share your pod, this podcast. I'm averaging between 20 and 25 on different people, you know, different podcasts. So if you think somebody would like this or whatever, they want to comment, talk about it, you know, this is just an easy one to lighten the mood and let everybody have a good week. But share it. I appreciate it. I'd like to have between 100 and 150 people listen to it, you know, when I do one. And it's not because I want money or I want anything like that. I just want people to kind of get to know me better and maybe, you know, a lot more learn about God than learn about me. All righty. Have a good day. God bless.